sweet though in sadness. Be thou, spirit fierce, my spirit. Be thou me, impetuous one. Drive my dead thoughts over the universe like withered leaves to quicken a new birth. End by the incantation of this verse. Scatter as from an unextinguished hearth, ashes and sparks, my words among mankind. Be through my lips to unawakened earth the trumpet of a prophecy. O wind, if winter comes, can spring be far behind? That was an excerpt from Percy Shelley's Ode to the West Wind, read by Joel Fontinos. It's from the new game, Poems by Heart, from Penguin Classics. Welcome to Artworks, the program that goes behind the scenes with some of the nation's great artists to explore how art works. I'm your host, Josephine Reed. Since the finals for the NEA's National Recitation Competition, Poetry Out Loud, concluded this week, and a big shout-out to the new champ, Langston Ward, the whole concept of memorizing poetry has been on my mind. But good timing aside, I still think I would have been intrigued by the new app, Poems by Heart, from Penguin Classics. Frankly, I was impressed that it was produced by Penguin Classics, which is one of the gold standards in literary publishing. And the app lives up to the standards of its maker. It's smart and beautifully designed, combining iconic poetry, memorization techniques, and great gaming. After playing the game myself a couple of times, I jumped at the opportunity to speak with Penguin Classics editorial director, Elder Roeder, who oversaw all the app's editorial content, and Penguin's director of digital publishing, John Morgan, who was the app's executive producer. I was curious about the genesis of the concept. How did somebody even come up with the idea of a game involving the memorization of poetry? Well, you know, it's interesting. It came out in a room that neither of us were in at the time. It was a brainstorming session with a few different Penguin employees, and there was an editor named Patrick Mulligan who had come up with the idea of a game about poetry memorization. I think there were a few other ideas in the meeting, but that's the one that sort of floated onto both our desks. I think I had to actually sell Elda on it a little bit, but uh, it appealed to me. I have a background in video games, and so I sort of saw that it could be a game, but that it could really use Penguin Classics content and brand, and it sort of went from there. Well, let's explain how the app works. It combines great poetry, memorization, and gaming in one app. Yeah, I mean, I always sort of tell things in the sort of the user's journey through it. So you open up the app, it's free, and it plays on any sort of mobile iOS device. So an iPad, an iPod Touch, an iPhone. You open it up and there's two poems for free right there, a short one by William Blake called Eternity, and then uh, Shall I Compare Thee to a Summer's Day by William Shakespeare. And when you're first diving in, you get an overview of the poem and you can hear a female or a, a male speaker reading the poem. And then you're automatically in the first of five stages where you can see most of the line, but you have to kind of guess what words are dropped out. So it would be like, shall I compare blank to a blank day? You know, even if you get it wrong, it sort of gently corrects you and rewards you as you do well. And then as you keep going through the different stages, you sort of get more rewards. There's 20 ranks that you can get awarded. And by the, the fifth stage, you have to basically know the poem Word from word, it's, it's giving you hints, but none of the words are filled in. You can just see how many syllables they are. Then if you succeed, you can recite it and send it to friends. And the listener gets to choose if they're going to hear a male or a female read the poem. It's not, it's not an automatic. We get to choose with each poem. 
Right. Actually, Elda was the female voice, and Joel Fotinos, who is the uh, publisher of one of our Penguin Imprints, Tarcher, is the male voice. And then I was the, the audio director uh, helping them through the poems. And you can also share your progress within the various stages, no? That's true. We didn't want to make it so that you're sort of constantly seeing um, Facebook and Twitter sort of jumping at you, but we wanted to make it possible for people to share their progress because it's it's all about rewards. It's, you know, you're doing something that's fun, but you're also sort of accomplishing something, and we wanted people to be able to share that. So there's all these ranks. You go from beginner to amateur to acolyte to eventually poetry master. And uh, when you've actually recorded the poem, you can share that too on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, which was a new service to me, but it's kind of like YouTube for sounds. Now I see it everywhere. And you can even just email it directly if you don't want to go through a social network. Penguin Classics is a brand, and it's a brand. Those of us who still buy books, physical copies of books, we look for that little penguin, and it means something to us. And it's not something that one typically associates with gaming. Was it a hard sell to make that connection? I'd be curious to see what you'd say, Elda, about it. I, yeah. I think I am good at envisioning kind of the final product or at least what the final product can achieve. So I sort of had the snap, got it right there. For me, the whole idea of gamification was really, really new. And it's new territory in general for Penguin Classics. So I needed to think about it really carefully and think about how could we interpret this for Penguin Classics readers who might be coming to an app like this for the very first time. And I knew that we had wonderful content and we could do it editorially very well. It's just an idea of how to combine the idea of gamification and fun memorization with the love for Penguin Classics and classic poetry. And through the stages of working on the app, the people involved grew to really love this game, including myself. It's so much fun to play. And I think that it really presents a wonderful project for people that love Penguin Classics in general. And you really doubled down with this app because you developed it in conjunction with Inkle. That's a shop that certainly has some credentials in publications, but it's not publishing specific. It's really more known for its games. Yeah, Inkle was on my radar. We had a few different people that we looked at, and Inkle was the one that I was excited about working on. They're, so they're in Cambridge in the UK. They're new. It's two guys, John Ingold and Joseph Humphrey, and they both have a history in the video game industry, and I had been interested in some other stuff that they had done. And they just had a pitch that was really great. Visually, it really hit it. And the other thing that they had emphasized, which I think both Elda and I really reacted strongly to, was that there had to be a, an oral component to it. They were like, you'll need to hear it and you'll need to speak it. And we we were a little surprised, I think. We just hadn't anticipated that part of it, but they were really right. And they were so enthusiastic about that aspect of it that it it was sort of why we went with them. And it was a really, in the end, a great choice. They did a terrific job. Now, I'm kind of curious about the various stages of developing this. Was it a long, arduous process? Did it come together pretty easily? Well, editorially, it was there were several stages to really think about how to make a high quality product. And so I hired a freelance editor who used to be my intern. Uh, we talked about perennial favorite poetry, looking at literary anthologies, reviewing classic poems that we knew Penguin Classics readers would be familiar with and would want to return to. That was really the key for me was the, an emotional attachment that people have. A lot of people have told stories to me about remembering that they recited something in second grade and they wish they could remember that poem again, or just remembering an education where poetry recitation was part of that learning experience. 
So we had a freelance editor collect the poems that we reviewed. We have an academic from Rutgers University who reviewed all the content and made suggestions. And we had a wonderful illustrator named Jen Wang, who used to work at Penguin and um, now works for herself, who did extraordinary illustrations for the whole app. And then in terms of the gameplay, we we didn't want to lock Inkle down. Again, I have a history in video game development, and one of the things that's always talked about there is waterfall development versus iterative development, where waterfall development is kind of like, we haven't built a wick of the app, but we know exactly what we want it to look like. And you usually don't get great results there. It's better to do something more iterative where you indicate to the developers what your end goal is and sort of engage with them and have a constant dialogue and you go through stages. And they even did stages that we didn't see with their own focus groups where they were working really intensely on the gameplay. And then we just saw build after build. I showed them to Elda. We went through them. I went through them quite. The the uh, the poem that was the test case was When I Have Fears That I May Cease to Be by John Keats, which I was not familiar with before this, but I now know extremely well. You must know them all extremely well if you were directing them. <laughs> there's a there's a few that I'm still a little rusty on. But um, yeah, whenever I'm testing the app, because I often have to download it and run through it to make sure it's all working correctly, I think I can get to the final stages on either 17 or 18 of them in about an hour and a half. Is one of them the rhyme of the ancient mariner? No, that one is, is a, <laughs> that's one of the ones that's still a little beyond me. Right now I'm working on Ode to the West Wind by Shelley, which is great, but is surprisingly difficult, even though I, I actually have learned to love that poem. The app comes with two free poems by two Williams, Shakespeare and Blake. And then you've put together packages that people can purchase. Elda, why don't you run through the packages and how you decided to design it that way? Well, the packages include Adventures, Early Innovators, Elizabethan, Gothic Tales, Odes, and Romantic. See, how did we put these together? We think it was also a level of difficulty was one thing. Two, putting a familiar poem in each bundle to attract the consumer and mixing it up a bit. And then in terms of naming the categories, our academic helped us with that, just to make sure that we were correct with the categories that we were shaping. We wanted to basically create these attractive bundles for different styles of poetry and different interests that people might have coming to learning a poem and reciting a poem. And we had sort of limitations that we had to work in. You can't sell a purchase on Apple for less than 99 cents. So some people have asked, you know, why can't we buy the poems individually? And it was it was sort of like, well, we can sell you one poem for 99 cents or we can sell you three poems for 99 cents plus a part of the Ancient Mariner. So we wanted to kind of maximize the value. But to that point, you know, if it's a very short poem or a very easy poem, we try to match it with a hard poem while also having it thematically connected. Actually, we had a lot of different versions of the different packs that we ran over and over in-house. We should say that there's a part of the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner in each of your packages. The poem had been picked by our academic reviewer, and we wanted to put it in, but it's so long that we weren't sure how to do that. And I was the one, actually, who had the bright idea, well, we're going to have seven packs. It actually has seven parts. Why don't we split it up between them, and then we can include it? Because otherwise, we'd sort of run out of our development time with Inkle, and they were like, it's very long. (laughs) It's sort of too much work. And so I was happy to find a way to save it. And also, then we can reward people if they buy all the packs, they can assemble it. Here's a question I have for you. Do you think you'll ever go to a model where people can also pick four poems, one from each pack, and create their own pack? We would love to be able to do that. I don't want to sort of make it seem like Apple is limited in the options they offer, but um, 
they are limited in the options they offer. Once you buy a poem, it's considered what they call a non-consumable purchase. So we don't have a way of selling it to someone again. So we would love to be able to do that, but that's where we're back in each poem has to be priced at 99 cents. We're always paying close attention to what Apple does. So hopefully if they enable more options, we'd love to make the app more functional like that. It's been called a memorization game. Do you agree with that assessment? Well, we wanted it to be a game, and we we wanted you to be able to have accomplished something solid at the end of the game. I remember at one point when we were talking about how to describe it to people, I wanted to say, well, you know, if you play a lot of Mario or you play a lot of Zelda or Tetris, you don't really have anything at the end of it. We're here at the end of it. You have memorized a poem, and you'll carry that away with you. So I, I think we've been using the term memorization game to try and capture both of those those aspects. Yeah, I also think that it would be great if we could have people recite poetry and embrace it as a new skill or an old skill that is new again, because I don't walk around and hear people reciting poetry. I'd love to. And I think that it's something that people would enjoy, that they would come away from this and they have this talent this or this skill. And it's a nice way of using the time you have when you're commuting. You know, after one commute, you can maybe have part of Dickinson Down or something. So memorization, I think, is part of the draw for a Penguin Classic reader, specifically because of that love for reciting poetry as an old tradition. I don't know if you folks know about Poetry Out Loud, which is a national recitation competition that is actually put together by us, the National Endowment for the Arts, with the Poetry Foundation. And it encourages high school students to memorize and perform great poems. That's fantastic. I love that. It's my version of a spelling bee that I'm clapping. Is, and I just feel like you get them young and they'll really cherish that for the rest of their lives. I really, really feel strongly about that. And also with this app, we feel that grandparents can play with it with their grandchildren. Both types of gamers will get a lot out of it. So it's great to hear about the students. I remember my mother saying to me when I was young, a poem that you memorize now will be a friend for life. And I would just roll my eyes. And then when you grow up, it's, you realize, oh, that's absolutely true. Well, for me, I hadn't been that exposed to poetry. I had, you know, I was an English major, but that was a long time ago. And I'd kind of gone in a different direction. So for me, I've been kind of stunned by how rich a lot of these poems are, how much I've gotten into it just as a user and how... There's so many poetry-related things going on in the culture right now that I hope that we can become more tied into with this app. Well, that leads to my next question, which is why is classical poetry important, and why do you think it's important to memorize it? What do you think it does for one? I wonder if I would be better at this than Elda, because Elda was probably more familiar with, with sort of the experience of memorizing a poem than I was. When I was talking about how When I Have Fears That I May Cease to Be by John Keats was the sample poem, when I first read it, I was like, I have no idea what this means. And I had to memorize it to test the app. When I have fears that I may cease to be before my pen has gleaned my teeming brain, before high-piled books in charactery hold like rich garners the full ripened grain, when I behold upon the night's starred face huge cloudy symbols of a high romance, and think that I may never live to trace their shadows with the magic hand of chance. And when I feel, fair creature of an hour, that I shall never look upon thee more, never have relish in the fairy power of unreflecting love, then on the shore of the wide world I stand alone and think, till love and fame to nothingness do sink. 
in the process of memorizing it and really spending time with it line by line and word by word, that was really how I unlocked what it meant and kind of fell in love with very specific phrases. You know, one of the lines is huge cloudy symbols of a high romance. And I just remember just repeating that to myself over and over. And, you know, it sounds very cheesy and, and perhaps uh, an indication of, of my lack of attachment to my education. But I was like, wow, like there is a lot of meaning and quality phrases that are really epic and evocative locked in a lot of this poetry that I had never had a way of attaching to or, or really even forcing myself to focus on before. I would say, too, that I've loved sonnets since I was younger. I used to write sonnets in grammar school and published poetry before my life in publishing. <laughs> but I agree. I feel like a person can fall in love with just one verse or just one line, and that's just enough. Because I think in the world that we live in where everything is so super fast and we have words being thrown at us from different screens, settling yourself and focusing on one work by a poet Especially with this app, too, you learn about internal rhymes. You really think about word choice. If you want to win the game, you think about it really hard. But after that, just enjoying it as a reader, you really see the value of, of words and put together what emotion comes up or what images come up. And, you know, like I said, it, it's sort of a treasure to unlock. And I hope, I hope people come to it more often. Yeah, for me, it's very interesting because I love literature, but there's no question I dwell in the house of fiction. That's what I go to. That's what I'll pick up and read. But in times of very heightened emotion, whether it's joy or whether it's sorrow, what's interesting is that it's lines of poetry that come to me. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be maudlin, but my father had passed away last year, and um, one of the poems in the app is Oh, Captain, My Captain, which I'd heard as a phrase, but I didn't even know it was a poem. Again, I'm displaying my lack of education. But um, when I first read it in the, in the app, I was like, oh my gosh, this is in many ways about my dad. Oh, Captain, my Captain, rise up and hear the bells. Rise up, for you the flag is flung, for you the bugle trills. For you, bouquets and ribboned wreaths. For you, the shores a-crowding. For you, they call, the swaying mass, their eager faces turning. Here, Captain, dear father, the arm beneath your head. It is some dream that on the deck you've fallen cold and dead. It remains a really emotional poem for me, and I, I would never have even encountered it, nor would I know it as well as I do if I hadn't done the work of memorizing it. Of course, I think about this because of our, our national program, Poetry Out Loud, the phrase by heart. And how curious that that's the phrase we use for memorizing something. It's true. This was a title Rama for us when we had to figure out what we wanted to name the app. And should we say what the other idea was? Well, I, I don't remember. Uh, Elda was arguing for poems by heart, mm -hmm. and I was arguing for some, I, I thought it was like more masculine. It was like poetry master or something like that. And Elda won, and I actually think she was totally right in retrospect because it, it helped us figure out a lot of some of the visual look in the app, and it, it just made more sense. It's, it seems like a natural and intuitive title because, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, it's like, oh, I know that by heart. So it just seemed like a natural title for it. Poetry Master has definitely a very aggressive but in a cool way feeling to it, especially from the game side, which I completely respect as well. But I'm happy that it was Poems by Heart. I'm happy it was, too, because I also think it gives an indication of the relationship that a reader has with poetry in particular, of taking something in by heart. It, it's not just the mind. You become it 
in a certain way or it becomes you. I feel like you yeah, you sort of incorporate into kind of the body of the poem itself in a way or it, it's yeah it sort of embeds within you and I find myself of course I mean I learned so much from from looking at these poems the word gawumping was made up by Lewis Carroll for uh, Jabberwocky and I was reading a book recently I'm not going to name the book because it's a good book and I feel bad for calling the author out but she had put something in I think it was said in the beginning of the 19th century, and it was a first-person narrative, and she used the word galumphing. And I thought to myself, well, that was invented later by Lewis Carroll. Like, <laughs> that character wouldn't know that word. So just strange things like that sort of now come out of my mouth and often surprise people I know. I, I have to say I haven't uh, memorized as many at all as John has, but I am personally proud of the fact that over the weekend I finished memorizing If by Kipling. And I think the reason why I love if is because I can name a dozen situations during my day, whether it be at home with two small children or at work or just the stresses of daily life where a verse from that is just absolutely perfect. You have to embody the poem or like you were mentioning that the poem embodies you. Something physical happens to you too, I think, when you're trying to memorize and recite a poem. I think your stress level goes down. I think you breathe better. Um, I tried to memorize Kipling by pushing my daughter in a swing over the weekend, and she kept saying, what are you talking about out loud by yourself? I was like, no, mommy's just trying to memorize a poem. So there are definitely a lot of takeaways from memorizing poetry. And If is one of the poems I had to memorize when I was a child, and I'm also so glad that I had to because exactly like you, Elda, during my day, it comes to mind. <laughs> it does. <laughs> If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. Digital publishing has challenged the book industry, and it's also offered it opportunities. Can we talk a little bit about both? Because obviously the app, Poems by Heart, is one of the opportunities. Sure. I mean, I'm a little bit of a, a salesman on this one just because I think the opportunities are great. Obviously, change is always challenging for anything, and the publishing industry has a lot of very specific ways of working. But um, I think that we look at a lot of studies at work where we see that when people get e-readers, they actually read more than they used to. And that was actually my experience. I had started in publishing. I had gone over to video games at a different company, and I had got an e-reader, and I started reading much more. And that was one of the reasons why I was interested in coming back to Penguin and working in digital publishing. So I just feel like there's a lot of different ways where we can reach people when they might not even necessarily be looking for a book or looking to memorize poetry, but they're just looking on the app store and they see something free and they download it and they start getting involved. And, you know, in some ways, especially on a lot of the projects I work on, I'm kind of first consumer. And that was definitely what I was seeing happen to me here. And that was when I was feeling good about this. So I, I really feel like there's so many new ways to reach people. And that is challenging in the sense that that everyone else is using those channels too. But at Penguin, we have so much great content. We have a great brand. We have especially really smart people. I never would have been able to get anywhere on this app without Elda, her expertise, the people that she knew, that she brought to it. So I feel like all of that has just really opened up new ways for them. And I know that Jen Wang especially had said to me that she was really happy to be a part of this because I think she had never done an app before. I don't know if she'd done art. She'd done a lot of book covers. So it was 
a new way of having our art go out to a new group of people. Yeah, it's been an exciting challenge on the editorial side, too, because we feel we take the responsibility of working with the brand, with working with Penguin Classics very, very seriously. And from our 1,600 title backlist, and, you know, we do 60 to 70 frontlist titles a year just from Penguin Classics, that this was a new audience that we felt we had a responsibility to to provide it the best product we possibly could. And it was a learning curve for us in-house to understand this whole world, and I'm glad it came up this way and that John has guided us very carefully even through recording the poems. But there is an audience out there. I feel like the Penguin Classics reader, there are many, many of them, and it's it's our responsibility to see what they want. And we know we have great content, and we know that we can put something together that they'll enjoy. So hopefully this is the start of something bigger or more, more from us. You know, one reviewer said about the app, and I'm quoting now, you'll forget you're actually busy learning because you'll just be busy having fun and getting into the challenge of the game. And that made me sad because I feel when it's done right, learning, mastering something is really such a source of deep pleasure and somehow that so frequently is lost. I would say that one of the reasons why we really try to focus on the gameplay is you want it to be intuitive. You want to sort of be able to do it and do it very quickly and not really think about what you're doing. I mean, we had a lot of conversations with Inkle. They were really terrific, but we really worked with them closely to fine-tune it so that you can move through the app. They themselves had said they didn't want there to be any instructions or tutorial, which made me a little nervous. But they sold me on it, and uh, of all the feedback we've gotten, actually I haven't seen any feedback where anyone has been confused about where to go in the app or what to do, which is a real a real note to them on how well they succeeded on that. I think that the mastery comes partly in when you're at the end and you're reciting it, and you're really then sort of left on your own. And in fact, the app doesn't check you. It's very honor code related. You can record whatever you want when you're reciting it. But we found whenever we put it in front of people that they would naturally recite the poem, they had, we'd sort of prime them to want to do it at that point. And I think that, you know, I don't know a bunch about learning philosophies, but I know that in my case in this, I want the learning to feel sort of painless and quick, and then I want to be able to prove that I did it. And the part where I'm proving that I did it is the part that's the challenge, and that's when I'm most conscious of do I really know this poem or not. Usually I don't, and I have to go back and keep working on it. Even on the way here, I'm still trying to learn Ode to the West Wind, and I often run through it in my head and kind of correct myself. And that's when I feel the most that I'm learning. I've taken it from the app, but I've brought it into myself. John and Elda, thank you both very much. And I was so glad you didn't have a tutorial. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we didn't need one. Yeah, it is intuitive. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was Elda Roeder and John Morgan. They produced the app. Poems by Heart from Penguin Classics. You've been listening to Artworks, produced by the National Endowment for the Arts. Adam Campy is the musical supervisor. Excerpts from When I Have Fears by John Keats, O Captain, My Captain by Walt Whitman, and If by Rudyard Kipling, read by Elda Roeder. Excerpt from Ode to the West Wind by Percy Shelley, read by Joel Fotinos. All poetry, courtesy of Penguin Classics. Excerpt from Padded Walls, re-edit from the album Transmit by Floating Spirits. Licensed through Creative Commons. Excerpt from For Eric, Piano Study, from the album Metascapes. Composed and performed by Todd Barton, used courtesy of Valley Productions. The Artworks podcast is posted every Thursday at arts.gov. 
you can subscribe to Artworks at iTunes U. Just click on the iTunes link on our podcast page. Next week, author Terry Tempest Williams. To find out how artworks in communities across the country, keep checking the Artworks blog or follow us at NEA Arts on Twitter. For the National Endowment for the Arts, I'm Josephine Reed. Thanks for listening.